Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. I'm your host, Melody Pormorati, and today I am so honored to have an amazing guest, Christy Katzman, here with us today. I'm going to have her give you an intro, and we're going to go right into it. Christy, welcome. Hi, Melody. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) I have to tell you, I've been so looking forward to coming on your show after I had you on my show a couple months ago. And I know we're going to get into all of this, but I think what I loved about our interview so much is you were really, I I have amazing guests. I've said this time and time again, but I feel like you were my first interview where I felt like we became friends during that interview, which was incredible. Yeah, (laughs) it really was special. (laughs) And like, I was so looking forward to this morning because we've already spoken a few times. It was always either on an Instagram live or your amazing podcast. She's unscripted. Um, but, but soul sisters hanging out, like what's better than that. (laughs) Absolutely. And I always say it's the thing that has surprised me most about having a podcast. And that's going to lead me into my introduction is the connections I have made, not just in my guests, but other podcasters. I knew I wanted to do a podcast for various reasons. That piece of it never occurred to me. And I think it speaks to this overall theme you and I have talked about before. And I've talked about with a lot of my other guests about this craving of community, which I know has a lot to do with your doing. Um, but just to let your guests know. So as Melody said, my name is Christy Katzman. I'm the host and producer because she and I both do everything on our podcast ourselves. <laughs> of a podcast called She's Unscripted, which is all about throwing out the shoulds and empowering women to be their best, most authentic selves. Some people have come to follow me through my experience in reality TV. Back in the day, I was one of the OG Bachelor contestants, pre-social media, a completely different era of the show. More recently, I was the lead in Fox's Labor of Love, which is all about empowering women, particularly of my age, which is in, in your early forties. And that's what my show is about. And lastly, I would say prior to all of this, my whole background is in holistic health, wellness, and beauty. And I started out my career as an acupuncturist before that was a normal thing to do. And to give your guests some perspective there, I went to the university of Notre Dame as my undergrad no one was doing alternative medicine in the Midwest at that time, but I, I was very clear that that was the type of lifestyle I wanted. And I wanted to bring that to other people. So I feel like even back then there was those inklings of me really starting to listen to who I truly was and the ways that I was different from everything around me. And I know that can be difficult, but I think those things have ultimately played out well for me. And I mentioned that piece because the place I'm going to now is trying to bring this whole wellness piece back into what I'm doing. And we can or can't talk about this, however that goes, but things I'm working on now is really creating a membership for people that would revolve around wellness um, and some things like that. Um, Practicing acupuncture again, getting my certification to be a yoga teacher. So I'm, I'm trying to bring all these loves back together. And truly, I feel like when I do that, I have reclaimed 
myself, which is the work I've been doing in, in this last year, as you know. So oh God, I love it all so much, Christy. And I love that, like you're calling on all the different pieces of yourself that make you the beautiful woman that you are, right? Like practicing all of our passions. And that definitely comes through in everything that you're doing. And I'm so excited to see what's next. And we'll talk more about all of it for sure. Um, the, the first thing I really want to share is, I mean, like we said earlier, we're, we, we connected in such a deep level because we're both so focused on a female empowerment mission. Um, and I want to know from you, like, how does that play out in your life? Like, what is your vision of female empowerment? Yes. It's such an important question. And it's an interesting point you make, because I do think female empowerment can mean different things to different women. And I want to be the first to kind of say, that's all okay. Whatever it means to you, you are playing the role that you're meant to in that energy or in that community. Right. And I think for a long time, I was really searching for things, right. I wanted the thing, the vessel that was going to be how, or, or what I was meant to do. Right. And I think what I've kind of learned in this journey, that it's less about the thing or the vessel or specifically what you're doing. It's just that you're very clear on why you're doing what you're doing. And as you've said, for you and I both, that is really about empowering women. And, you know, even one step further than that, and for myself included, obviously very clearly in what you're doing, Melody, but my real deep goal is to empower girls, right? I'm empowering women so that future generations of women start out their lives empowered and carving out a life that is authentically them from the beginning versus having to do this reclamation later in life. Right. So for me, how do I do that? You know, I think the podcast is a good example. It's getting the information out there, getting other women's stories out there, hoping that other women listening who aren't guests, you know, feel inspired in their own way. And then they pay that forward. So I see my role is willing to have the conversation willing to be open, willing to be vulnerable and talk about the topics that are maybe taboo or people are afraid to talk about because maybe they don't have support in their own life. So they've learned to just keep it close. And I think the more we can sort of set off a wildfire of people being vulnerable and sharing, oh my goodness, like so much more quickly can we see the change. So I've stopped chasing a thing. And I've more made my system of empowerment about sharing, um, and highlighting other women's stories, Ugh. leading by example, I guess you could say melody. That's what I try to do in whatever I'm doing. <laughs> and, that's so, and that's so beautiful because don't we need more of that? Like I think it's so refreshing and I love how you, you know, I I'm paraphrasing here, but you're saying it's like your own brand of empowerment. Everyone has their own brand of empowerment. Everyone has their own truth to share. And it is truly like when we share, we are really giving permission to other women to share and it's enlightening. And they're like, Oh my goodness, if she can share in that way, then I can share in that way. And I was actually just having I was doing a photo shoot yesterday and I was having a conversation with the photographer and we were talking about how, when we share our truth, it's like this filtration process of the people who are, you know, 
the people who can't hold space for it, who, who find stigma in sharing and being so open and vulnerable. And then there's the people who are attracted to you, right? Because of you sharing your truth. So it's such a beautiful way of really attracting the right people into your life. So I love how you said that. And obviously like, it's, it's like, you're speaking my language when you talk about <laughs> wanting to empower girls, right? Cause they are the next generation. Like they are the women of the future. And so, you know, I feel that message so deeply. And if there's something that you could say to your eight-year-old self, I would love to know what would it be? Yeah. And you know, I actually love that question. If you would have asked me that two months ago when you and I first talked Melody, I think I would have hated that question. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason is, is because I don't know if I really knew, uh, you know, which is interesting. And I think that's something I want to point out to other women who are maybe in the thick of doing this work. It could be very scary at first because we've gotten so disconnected from ourselves. When we start to ask ourselves those questions, we panic because we don't know. And that feels bad because we think we should know something that feels so innate into who we are. And that's where you have to step back and remember you've lived a lifetime of being socialized and conditioned to be the good girl, to do the shoulds. And it's okay. That's when you have to take your foot off the pedal and give yourself a break. Um, But I do have the answer now. So, you know, as the universe makes sense yet again, I would tell my eight-year-old self to really lean in to the things that may be different. Those things that made me uncomfortable that I tried to hide because I thought it meant there was something wrong with me or I didn't fit in. And I think I spent a lot of my life covering up or try to undo. And I think you truly can't undo something that's authentically you. You can bury it. You can bury it deep, (laughs) but you can't undo it. So I would tell that eight-year-old girl to actually get excited about discovering the things about myself that were different and blowing them up, you know, just blowing them up from the start. That's so beautiful. Like, how did you come to this place where, where that's your message, right? Like, and, and why is that the main message? I think it's the main message because it's simple, but we aren't verbalizing it. I think sometimes the most powerful messages are the simplest, right? But we don't, realize them until we hear it. And so that's why it's important to have those conversations. But, you know, I came to that conclusion as well, because a lot of the work I've been doing is winding it back, thinking about who I was when I was really young, before I started playing the game of wanting to be the good girl, wanting to be enough. And it's been a process, as you know, Melody, but the other piece of that, that I think fits in is I lived most of my life in a really achievement mentality sort of way until recently when I realized that actually will never fulfill me ever. It's not one of my values. And I'm not saying I don't want to do quote unquote, great things or work hard because I do, but it means that measuring my life success by achievement will never set me up for anything other than failure in my own mind, no matter how good it looks to the external world. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to embrace this idea to really start looking at the self, the things for myself that are easy. Mm-hmm. And I think as women we're we're unconsciously conditioned to think that life has to be hard, or we have to work 10 times as hard as everyone else to be enough that when we stumble upon the things about ourselves or in our lives that feel easy, we write it off is not important. The truth is those are the gems. (laughs) That's the treasure. And so I've started to embrace the idea that ease 
is where it's at. So the things that come to me naturally or feel easy or feel simple, I realize those are my gifts and I want to lean into those at this point in my life. Oh my God. That is so powerful. (laughs) What you just said, really, because we all, you know, we all need to drop the struggle. Like life is not meant to be a struggle. And as you just said, let it be easy. Like if we could look at every area of our lives, whether it's our professional lives or our love lives, whatever it may be, what would it look like if we could just let it be easy and lean into that? I think what you've shared is so powerful and such, you know, like just to wake up every morning and, and not feel like you have to do, 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 but rather to feel like I can be, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's so powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I love that you said that too, Melody, because I think that goes back to the being that that's what I, that's like at the core of everything, right? It's, it's not the doing, it's the being it's, you are enough by shining your light and your authenticity in the world around you. Like that's what you're meant to do. That's, that's what I believe in whatever that looks like. And it will be different, you know, for all of us. So that, I think that's a, a really good gem. You just dropped there. I got it from you. <laughs> and on that topic of everyone, like doing this in their own way, right? Cause there's no one way to do something. There's no one way to empower women, the way you're empowering women or the way I strive to. Um, I know that you have a history with reality TV mm-hmm. and I want to hear more about that and how that played into your mission and, and what you learned along the way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think interestingly, it has in a lot of different ways. And what I would say about that first is like, I had two very different experiences at very different points in my life. And so when I did the bachelor, that was OG, that was pre-social media. And I think because of that, the show was really even more so of a fairy tale than we we think of it now, like reality TV has turned into a different thing, but -hmm. to get a chance to do that show at that time truly felt like a fairy tale because there was no experience like that being had anywhere else. That being said at that time, I think I was in my twenties. I was still following that fairy tale that, you know, in spite of my education, in spite of, you know, the independence that I had, I was still prioritizing that fairy tale we grow up with of the happily ever after. And I'm going to get, I'm going to fall in love and get married. And then my life's going to be great. Right. <laughs> like, And I sort of laugh at that now, but I feel like that sort of reality TV is really disempowering to women. And I'm not knocking the bachelor. I think I like reality TV. I like watching it. You can have fun with it. I think the audience has become a little, little toxic. And I have a lot of empathy for people that are on that show now and getting thrust out into the public eye and ripped apart because people don't realize they're very, very real people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying you have to know what beast you're fighting. So I would like to see shows like that change to be more empowering for women. And I, I will say, I think the, the two upcoming leads for the bachelorette, I'm really encouraged that they're a different type of bachelorette being showcased on the show. Both of those women, I think have really interesting careers. They've been really strong in how they advocate for themselves. They've been girls, girls, right. In a world that has typically been catty they supported each other, you know, so I am really hopeful about that. I think then you can fast forward to my experience with labor of love. You know, I will tell everyone out there and, you know, (laughs) you probably know this melody, but I think I'm the most atypical reality show person. Sometimes I can't even believe that I was cast in one show, let alone two, because I'm not going to play the game. I'm not going to be manipulated by producers. 
Um, I, I'm not super superficial. I'm not saying people that do reality TV are, but I'm not going to be the influencer. I, you know, my reason for doing the show was one, we had the fairy tale I talked about and, and two with labor of love. It's just that it truly was my life. It's what I was going through. We could talk about more if you want on what that show is, but even beyond those specific details of the show, it was really important for me to start showcasing women in their forties on reality TV. I find this in my life all the time, every day, even now there's such a misnomer of what it means to be a woman in your forties and up. Right. And I wanted to break those stereotypes. I wanted to give representation to all the women out there like me that I know that are just doing really interesting things in life. And I think a lot of women do their best work, their most life-changing work with themselves and outside of themselves after 40. There's so many examples of this. Martha Stewart, you know, she comes to my mind first, but there's so many examples. And I really felt like I could be a part of changing those stereotypes and giving women in a certain demographic a voice on a bigger scale. And then for people who don't know what the show was, it, it was also following uh, my decision about motherhood. You know, there's an unfortunate reality with women biologically that we have an end line to when we can decide if we want to have biological children. And I think a lot of women like me thought that would just fall into place, but spent a lot of their kind of core years, let's say twenties and thirties, really developing career to be enough, to be successful. And, um, suddenly you hit a point where you realize the biological clock is literally ticking. And what are you going to do? So labor of love was really trying to showcase that as well. And it really was a social experiment in a lot of ways. Like what does a woman who kind of quote unquote has it all except for her own family, her own baby, biologically, we're speaking, of course, there's many other ways you can start a family. Um, what does she do? And I, I think no one really knew exactly how that would turn out, but that piece of it, I'm also really proud of because I think it's, it's spot it's added a spotlight to the single mother by choice community, which I also think has a lot of misconceptions about who those women are. Some of the most incredible women I have met and am now friends with are in that community. And I guarantee you, they break all the stereotypes that people might have in their heads of how does a woman get to this point and not be partnered, not have a family. I promise you, these will be some of the most incredible women you have ever met. So shining a light on that and also allowing younger generations of women, as you and I are talking about to feel empowered, to know that they have a different choice. They don't have to be rushed into a marriage or give up on their dreams of motherhood. If those pieces of the puzzle are not in place. So it's my bigger hope kind of going on the theme (laughs) that you and I both have melody, that it actually could become a choice a for younger women to know that they have the option to pursue motherhood on their own, if that's what they want and let partnership come to them whenever that timing is right in their life, whenever they meet that person so that they can make more, you know, conscious decisions for themselves versus getting pushed into the, into things that ultimately don't make them happy or don't work out. Right. So, um, I don't know if that answers your question, Melody, but I threw a lot in there, but I think it covers my kind of perspective, stepping back on what those experiences meant to me and what I hope they were able to put out into the world. 
Absolutely. I love it so much. And it's, it's so, it's so visible how each of these shows um, added to you and everything that you do and everything that you share and all the ways that you empower. Um, And I love hearing about the growth journey from, you know, from the bachelor and then to labor of love. So Mm -hmm. interesting. And I want to also touch on what you said about, you know, redefining what motherhood looks like. And, and really like, again, back with the theme of your beautiful podcast, which I really want you to share more about with, with our audience, um, this idea of rewriting scripts, rewriting narratives, like there's such this narrative of women, you know, get married, have a baby, have another baby. Like there's this whole, it's all laid out for us. Mm-hmm. And it's so, um, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. It, it's so limiting yes. to us as, as women and so limiting to girls, because these are the messages that we're giving them from the time they are so young, especially in certain cultures. Like I I'm from Iran and like, that was what was whispered in all of our, our, us girls in all of our ears from a very, very young age. Like, yes, you get an education, but, but really what's really important is that you get married and you have a bunch of babies. And then if any of those things don't go as planned, you start to think, oh my goodness, what is wrong with me? Like, like, what am I doing wrong that that hasn't played out in the way that it has? And so I love that you're bringing voice to single motherhood and motherhood at a different age. And like, it's all possible. Um, We just need to take our girls out of this pressure cooker, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that's all so well said, Melody. I think, and you said, well, I want to say something first. It's funny going back to The Bachelor and Labor of Love. And you kind of said this, and I think it's worth pointing out. How I summarize that journey is The Bachelor for me was the disillusion of the fairy tale. Mm. labor of love was writing my own fairy tale that's how I look at the difference between those shows and that's the message from labor of love I wanted to put out there and it's what we're talking about in the work we do now it's about writing your own script writing your own story Um, and I think this even goes back to what we're saying that it's why it's so important to understand who you are because then you truly are writing your own quote-unquote fairy tale from the get-go And something else you just said, Melody, I think is so important. It's like, unfortunately, or fortunately, I do believe women can do it all at our own expense. Mm. And so that's usually what happens. We hit our forties and we're burnt out and we feel like we failed, Well, we didn't fail. We, We did it all, but it's the breakdown to allow you to discover what you actually really care about. And I intentionally set the theme of my season two of She's Unscripted as reclamation versus reinvention. This was really important for myself. I believe it's really important for other women. I didn't want women to feel like everything they had done was a waste Hmm. because it's not, and you're not starting over. You are lucky enough that you're at the age you are with the experiences you've had, the knowledge that you now have to take that, shed what's no longer you, keep the core of what you love and use those skills to build a life that that truly is your dream life. I think it's disempowering to think of it as a starting over because it makes us feel shame about what we didn't do or that we failed. No, no, you're just, you're, you're having your own enlightenment on what you actually care about. And you get to use the skills that you've developed to find, fine tune that and really create a life that you love and share that with the world. That that's how I see it. Wow. You said that so beautifully. Like 
Yeah. Why do we always say starting over? Because we're perfectionists because as women, we, and so we think, oh, it wasn't perfect. I I, I'm supposed to be perfect. So I'm going to start over. Now it's going to be perfect. Can I tell you how many times I've done that until just very recent history. And I do feel like that's part of what socially even keeps us in, in line, right. Or, Or in prison. And as soon as we realize like we're human, no one's perfect. And I guarantee you the stuff that we as women in particular pick ourselves apart for it's ridiculous, right? Like those are not these huge, horrible things. This is being human. And I think we also tend to hold ourselves accountable to like things we know now, right? We're punishing, like, you can only know what you can know and you learn things by living and making mistakes. And then it's like, we beat ourselves up for past things. And it's like, well, I guarantee if you had known better at the time, you would have done better. And we have to stop like persecuting our past selves for things that we didn't know yet that. And I think really touting that message of that into our girls, especially that that is what life is about and taking those opportunities where you feel like you've quote unquote messed up learning from them, rectifying what you can, you know, if you need to make apologies or or whatever it is and stepping forward, because I truly believe in doing that. That's where you let that go and move on. But Mm. most of us have just harbored that as, as guilt at our core or in a heart. And then that, that ball of guilt just gets bigger over the years until we, you know, have that breakdown. And I think if we can start to understand like, oh, it's a hundred percent guarantee you're going to make mistakes and plenty of them, but it's how you deal with that, how you rectify that, how you learn from that and how you let it go and move on. that really matters. Oh, so much power in everything you said, like what a generous, offering you're giving our audience to really like be their own permission slip to, to accept what's, what's happened already, learn from it, move on really essentially giving them the permission to evolve. Like, isn't that what it's all about? It's not about starting over. It's about evolution, which is our birthright. We get to continue growing, continue learning. And I love how you've also shared that, like, stop beating yourself up, right? Like things happen, stop the blame game, take responsibility for what you can and move on. And, and again, taking us back to this theme of it doesn't need to be a struggle, right? Let it mm-hmm. be beautiful. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just do want to point out, cause I know I'm, I'm saying this all and, and y'all like, it's hard. I know it's hard. I'm still working on it and I'm, I'm 44 and I feel like I'm just getting to that place where I'm starting to do this more and more. So I, I just don't want people to think like, oh, she's making it sound easy. And so that's, that's for her, you know, not me. No, I'm in it with, with you all. And I get how hard it is, but it doesn't make it less true. Um, but it is a, it is a process, you know, but awesome. hopefully, and, and this is something you do melody that I think is related. I think we should, should share right here. Sure. Um, I want y'all to do it for yourself. I, I really am a big advocate of women to start realizing it's okay to want to do the things for yourself or take care of yourself first. There's nothing wrong with that, but what's so cool about that. And this is a a big message of yours, Melody, that really drew me to you is that that is how we're changing future generations of women. That's how we're impacting our girls because we've all had that experience. I know I have growing up where I was told one thing, but witnessed a different thing. And of course, what did I end up living out? What I witnessed, right? Mm -hmm. It's the, 
do, do what I say, not what I do. No, no, no. Your, your kids are going to do what you do. And so I, number one, want you to do it for yourself. But if it's difficult for you to dive into the work with that mindset, understand that what you're doing, you are doing to your children and to the, the women around you and the future generations of girls. So it's not selfish to start working on these things for yourself by any stretch of the imagination, but it's also a very empowering thing to do for, you know, our society of, of women and girls, you are power. If you do this, you are automatically a part of this empowerment movement. I feel very strongly about that. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're bringing that up. And yes, this is really something that we connect on so deeply. And the idea, you know, my book is called empowered women, empower girls. Like that's what we do, whether we realize it or not. Every woman is of influence to, mm-hmm. to the girls around her and to the other women around her. And we are all holding up mirrors to each other. So, um, yeah, like doing the work for ourselves. And like you said, if it's hard, know that you are affecting future generations of women. And so do it for them and do it for you. So beautiful. I, I have to share a funny little story, Melody, that just yeah, popped into my head. And I sure, I'm sure everyone can relate to this. And if not, you guys, when you're in your day, notice this, like I'll notice sometimes if I'm in a store or something, you know, and there's like a little girl with her mom shopping and I'll be doing something. And I look and like, you know, she's looking at me, she's watching me yes. I'm like, Oh, hi, you know, where we have a conversation and I watch her light up, but I realize, Oh my gosh, like how often is, is that happening? There's these little girls out in the world. And for some reason they're, they're attracted to something about you or there's something about you that caught their attention and they're watching you. Like you have no idea how much those little exchanges or just whatever that little girl witnessed you do, or how you were presenting yourself will impact her life. And I think this even goes back to the ease and the small things, how those can ultimately, I think, be the most powerful things that we can do in our life, but we don't notice them so often. Yes. And I love that you share that story. I literally have a story in my book about my daughter hearing, I don't know if if I shared the story with you, but my daughter and I were at a chain in a change room in Macy's And my daughter was listening to the two women trying on their clothes next door to us. And they were putting on their outfits and then constantly like picking their bodies apart. Like I'm to this, my thighs are to that, my arms are to this. And my daughter was so young at the time, but she gave me these, like these eyes, like her eyes were wide and she was like listening, like, so with such a concentrated look on her face. And when we got into the car, she said to me, mom, why were these women being so mean to themselves? So that just illustrates what you said so beautifully. Yes, Yes, we are all like of influence and that's not to put pressure on us, but it's to say like, you know what, let's do this inner work for ourselves because when we win, we get to give girls the opportunity to win when we love ourselves we get to give girls the opportunity to love themselves too. And unfortunately the same goes for the opposite. When we don't love ourselves, we are, you know, a visual of a woman who doesn't love herself. And that, that message is being heard loud and clear by our girls. Yeah. And I I agree with you, Melody. Like the last thing either one of us wants to do is is put more pressure on women. (laughs) Like we have enough pressure, but I think the point is it can be easier than you think. And, you know, it's, it's to allow you to see, the multitude of ways you can be empowering to yourself and to others 
that are just everyday things. Uh, the point is not to put pressure, but to actually make it more about release and ease. It's just showing you the simple ways that are actually the most powerful ways. So yeah, I'm glad you said that because no pressure, ladies. This is not about pressure. <laughs> not about pressure. And not about pressure. Never. No, like it's gentle, subtle ways that we can show up every day for ourselves and for and for other girls and women. Um, and I think the way that you say it, it's like medicine to the soul. Honestly, mm. Christy, you say mm. it, and and I can I can literally feel that ease and that grace. And you know, I hope that everyone listening can just you know, in in one small way, just be kinder to themselves and show up for themselves today and and every day. Um, now, Christy, tell yeah. us, is there anything else that you? are feeling like you want to share with our audience that we haven't touched on. You have so much wisdom to share, but I want to make sure that we're, you know, touching upon all of it. I mean, honestly, I feel like this is what I love about talking with you, Melody, like everything I had kind of in my head, I feel like we did share already, (laughs) you know? I, so no, I, I, I just, I will reiterate kind of what we let into about talking to your younger self. I would just encourage women to let it be easy to look at the things about themselves that are different and lean into those things to give yourself grace. You know, this is a process. This is a journey. There's a reason everyone says life is a journey because it is, but it's like, we don't believe it. We don't give ourselves that permission. So that that's kind of the last thing I think I would say is make it easy. Look at the little things like you just said, Melody, that you can do every day. It doesn't mean you let go of the big dreams or you stop having big goals, but I truly believe at the end of the day, your life is about what it looks like daily. And if you can start making these small changes, you can start understanding who you are and what you love and bringing those things into your daily life and have your big goals and dreams too. I guarantee that at the end of your life, you will feel like you lived a good life. And I think that's all any one of us can ask for at the end of the day. Right. So I would just encourage people to think about that and, and translate that in a way that works for them. Mm, Amen to all of it. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the empowering her podcast. Before we go, I want our audience to know all the different ways that they can connect with you and become a part of your beautiful community that you've created. So please share away. Oh, thanks, Melody. Well, I will tell everyone like it's a work in progress. Um, The easiest way to ever find out what I'm doing is just go to my Instagram at Christy Katzman. I have everything linked in my bio there, including my podcast. She's unscripted and that can take you to my website as well. I should say, which if anyone that wants to go directly there, it's christykatzman.co.co.com. And you can kind of stay up to date with the other projects I mentioned up front, like the development of my wellness community, uh, yoga online, these other pieces I'm trying to bring back into my orbit. You can get updates in any one of those places if you want to learn more. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Christy. It's always a pleasure hanging out with you and I can't wait until the next time already. (laughs) Same, same. Thank you so much, Melody. Thank you. If you love what you are hearing, please go ahead and leave us a review so that we can keep the empowerment flowing. Also be sure to follow along on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment. And I would love for you to check out my newly released book, Empowered Women Empower Girls across all Amazon platforms. 
I'm so grateful for you and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. 